All right. Are you ready, Madison? I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to call her Madison. You can call her G. Well, I called her Maddie G. That's right. I I really did. And that's like, that's when people ask me if I have any nicknames, I'm like, yeah, I'm Maddie G actually. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So after you, you. I rebranded myself. (laughs) You, you rebranded her for the rest of her life. And I'm going to mention this. So I don't want to hash it out now, but there were what? Five Madisons in your class? There were a lot. Oh of yeah. Oh yeah. I think there was I think there was eight. What? Let's see. I, yeah. Madison Seidel, Madison uh Smith, Madison Goforth, Maddie Madison Wynn. Madeline Wynn. Who? Madeline Wynn. Madeline Wynn. Coco Bell. Um Coco Bell. Who was Madison? The redhead. Bell. Madison McMurray? Mc... Her mom was a teacher. Stewart? Oh, Stewart, yeah. Maddie Madison Stewart. Stewart. That's right. Stewie. Yep, Stu, yeah. Um, was that it? I forgot Stuart. Yeah, I had the five. I forgot Stuart. Yeah. yeah. Six is still a lot. I mean, y'all, a lot. and y'all didn't have a huge class. It was big, but not like. Yeah, they were. you guys were in the 50s, I think. Yeah, but still, that's a lot of messages. We had 38. We had 38. Oh, that's it? Hello and welcome to another episode of the My College Story podcast. I am Miranda Davis. And I'm Brian Motto. And we are here with another lovely alum. Tell us about our alum today. Yes. Maddie G, how are you? I'm good. Doing good. Glad to be here. Good. So we are here with Madison Goforth, class of 2014. Wow. Was You were my first graduating class at All Saints. Oh, wow. That is crazy to think about. Yeah. You did so, an awesome job. You got us all into college. <laughs> you guys go. got yourselves into college. <laughs> I just got to be along for the ride. You guys were so fun. Your class was awesome. Um, all right. So you're lovingly referred to as G. Um, I think we talked about before we really started recording here that I call you Maddie G. Um, oh, yeah. And you, have, you had at least six Madisons in your class, which is why you guys all kind of had a nickname. So... Um, oh, every single one of us had a nickname because if you think about a class of 38, that's a lot of Madison. That yeah. is. That's a crazy amount. It, I mean, I remember the first week of school, people saying there's a lot of Madisons. She goes by this. She goes by that. Blah. Yeah. That had you had to, to keep them all straight. That had to be confusing. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I've talked to my mom about that because the year before Madison was like an unknown name. Like she wanted to name me something really unique. And then in 1996, when I was born, it was the top name of that year. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sorry, so all mom. the moms are on the same same place. Well, the other thing, so so in introing Maddie G, I think the other thing to know about you is you were pretty much miss everything here at All Saints. <laughs> um, you were a standout athlete. You were a student leader. You were homecoming queen. Um, I mean, you just, you did it all, you affected all, but you, you, your personality is, I'm sure people can just even tell over this podcast is it's magnetic. Like you just, Mm -hmm. people are just drawn to your, your personality. So, wow. um, Thank you for saying that. I mean, I didn't even work in college admissions and I knew Maddie. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew, I, I knew about you. And then I think that was the year I started helping with FCA with Miss Robbins I think, I think we did yes, a couple of things. That. Yeah. And so like, I even know way down in the development office, I knew who Maddie G yeah. was. <laughs> so, so G kind of ran things. That's right. um, but 
I think what made, other than just getting to talk to you, what made me really excited to to uh, have you on the podcast was I'm really excited to hear about your experience after college. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll talk about college, but I'm really excited to, to hear about about your experience after college. So exciting. They'll have to stay tuned to hear about it. There right. you go. That's right. Just a little intrigued to stay till the end. Yes. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, your college admission journey, Maddie. Um, so what, when you were applying almost 10 years ago, thinking about that real quick, wow, it's you're almost old. been 10 years. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll get to that moment where you're like, Ooh, that was 10 years ago. Um, I, I've had that in the last few years, but you'll get there. Anyways, um, so when you were applying to college, do you remember what you were looking for in a school? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I was applying to college, I was looking to play softball. And so I was specifically looking for schools where I could have a good education, the softball experience, and then be able to balance an academic life. And so I was looking at fairly small schools. Um, I actually was talking to a friend the other day and Mr. Motto threw out Gordon College and I'd never heard of it in my life. And I was talking to a friend about that the other day, but I just wanted a school where I could have every aspect of the college life and thrive in them all. And for me, I felt like that was a, that was a small school that would, that would give me that experience. Yeah. So were you, so you had a couple, like you wanted to play softball, but were there any other big non-negotiable aspects of what you were looking for in that school? Hmm. Honestly, um, no. And I think if I could go back and change my like experience of applying to college, I think I would have come up with a few more non-negotiables. Yeah. Um, I think I didn't have a ton of vision for where I wanted to spend my four years and so I, I really just went in wanting experience, which is a good thing to value. But I think I wish I would have had a few more values of what does the community aspect look like on a campus? And um, what is the professor interaction with the students? What does that look like? And what are alumni saying about the school? I didn't really think to look into those things. And yeah, I didn't have a ton of non-negotiables. And I wish I would have changed that. It's kind of a backhanded compliment, but I think this just speaks to how easygoing you mm-hmm. are and you were then. Like you, I think we everybody knew, including you, that wherever you went, you were going to be able to adjust and make it make it good. So you know, we knew about the softball piece, but I think that was part of it, if I remember correctly. But I think we all just knew that it didn't matter. You were going to be fine wherever you went. Oh, thanks. That's kind. So, all right, so. Okay, you if you remember this, I had to look this up. I forgot. You <laughs> applied to seven schools. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah, you applied to seven and you were admitted to all of them. Let's go. Get it, girl. I know, right? 100%. So, do you remember how you made your decision? Like what was what was that decision-making process look like uh, for you? That's a great question. Um, yes. I can't even remember what the seven schools were, to be honest, which is funny, which is good advice of like, man, if you think that this season of life is that heavy, you're going to get 10 years down the road and not super remember all of it. (laughs) Um, But I think the way I made that decision was I just visited the schools and um, brought my family along. I brought people in my life who could speak into if I would be healthy at those schools, what it would look like to go there. Um, 
with the softball aspect, I got to meet the coaches. I got to meet girls on the teams of those schools and um, just see what that would be like. But I guess the reason why I chose the University of Dallas, um, I think I connected with the people the most at that school. I The people who I met when I went and toured, I really enjoyed. Um, and they were very inclusive and intentional. And, and I loved that. And I loved uh, the places that people were studying. I looked at the academic atmosphere and um, if it looked like people were studying and take their, taking their academics seriously, that was something that I knew I needed in college or um, I could probably easily go off off the path of not caring if I didn't have people around me who were also eager to like uh, do well in their school. And so, yeah, I'd say that's how I decided. Yeah. So you just mentioned University of Dallas and we hadn't mentioned that yet, but so you started at the University of Dallas you did yes. play softball that freshman year, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. How was it? It was awesome. So yeah, this is a little bit of a plot twist in my story, I guess. So I started out at the University of Dallas and I graduated from TCU. And so my first year of college um, was pretty, uh, it was a pretty rocky year emotionally. I think a lot of people don't tell you that your freshman year of college sometimes sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard year. And I think it's a hard transition. Mm-hmm. Um, you go from having friends to not knowing anyone. And I think that year was hard for me. Um, I think I I didn't, I think in, in high school and just my whole years at All Saints, I, I just grew up knowing the same people. I knew who I was because, you know, you don't really change after middle school. And uh, that's not super true, but you kind of get stuck into the stereotype. And so I knew who I was and, I knew what I wanted. And then I got thrown into this place of unknown and uncomfortable. And I was like, man, who am I? Like questioning my identity, um, feeling really insecure about life, struggling with a lot of depression that freshman year. And so um, my freshman year was hard and had some roommate troubles, um, (laughs) which the Lord works out after you get out of some bad rooming situations. But I just had a really hard time there. And uh, yeah, that was kind of my, my first year experience. Yeah. Well, it worked out because you ended up at, like you said, TCU. And so tell us about those. Yeah. Go frogs. Um, <laughs> so listeners, Maddie G is not in the studio with us. She is, uh, we're on a zoom call with her. So that is why. So I got to see her do her, her, yep. her, her frogs. frogs um, <laughs> but you, you had a great experience at TCU. Tell us about that. Yes. So transferring is really hard, um, but it's, I think, I think probably every college freshman, I actually work with college students now and almost every freshman that I hang out with at one point or another thinks of transferring. And so I think that kind of tells you that freshman year can just be a little hard sometimes. And so I did transfer to TCU and that transition was hard and awesome, uh, I think TCU was exactly what I needed. I think it was the the best size for me. I was super plugged in, but not everyone knew me. And um, I got to have a vast array of uh, majors to choose from. I, I had, I still have tons of just ideas and dreams and interests. And so TCU gave me the freedom to explore those while also graduating on time. I 
changed my major five times at GCU. Wow. And I went into college <laughs> knowing that I was going to be an attorney. And I got a degree in journalism and sports <laughs> broadcasting. <laughs> but TCU gave me the flexibility to do that. I think it it had the fun athletics. It had um, the or it it had tons of student organizations on campus, and I just made a lot of really great friends there. But I will say that I I had to really put myself out there as a transfer. I had to. Um, there were a lot of exhausting weeks of just okay, I'm a sophomore and everyone already knows each other, but I got to go meet people and I got to ask people to coffee and to lunch and to go on walks. And I had to really put myself out there. And I think that's what you got to do freshman year anyways, is you got to be able to say, okay, I have no friends and nobody else has friends. So I'm going to go make friends. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and you don't have the personality for that at all. It's Mm -hmm. just terrible. Oh, I am pretty shy. I'm pretty, y'all can probably tell too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So started at UD, started at University of Dallas, ended at TCU, had a great experience. If you could go back and do college again, is there anything from your time in school to the process or anything like that, that you would do differently? Totally. That's (laughs) a great question. Um, Honestly, I think that I would have brought God a lot more into the the process. Like I just, I didn't pray often. I didn't really seek a lot of counsel, honestly, outside of you. I'm like pretty independent and headstrong. And so I think I was just like, I know what I need and I'm going to get it. And I wish that I would have brought in some older people in my life, even, um, you know, reaching out to some alumni of All Saints and just saying like, hey, how was your college experience? And um, what would you look for in a, in a school and what would, where would you go? And did you like where you went? And even asking some people in my life who really knew me, like, Hey, what type of school do you think would be good for me? Like what, what type of major do you think would be good for me? And you don't necessarily have to follow all the advice of everyone that you get, but I think it just would have created a lot more opportunity for me to if I would have let others speak into my life a little bit more, I think I would have made some better decisions because I think we all have blind blinders. Um, and I think, yeah, I would have brought people into it and I would have brought God into it. I think I just didn't know the Lord very deeply in high school. And I wish that I would have taken my senior year to not stress as much and just like abide in, in him and get to know God and trust that he is really sovereign and he's really good. Like God knew that I was going to go to TCU the whole time, but I went a different route and he has a lot of glory out of it because I ended up meeting him in a, in a really new way. Um, but I wish I would have taken my senior year of high school to do that and to take the time. I mean, you have more free time in high school than you ever will in your whole life. <laughs> and I wish I maybe would have cracked open my Bible a little bit even, or listened to some to some sermons and just not been so anxious because like you said, like, I think it, the decision on where you go to college feels so heavy and it is, it's one of the biggest decisions that most people have ever made in their life at 18 years old, sometimes 17. And it is heavy, but it's also like you have 60, 70 more years of life to live like this one year is, is not the rest of your life and your four years in college is not the rest of your life. And so I think I would have just 
just been a lot less anxious and just given control to God and just prayed more and said, Hey, please help me make the right decision. I love it. I don't even know that I need to add anything else to that. (laughs) I thought that was beautifully said. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you graduated from TCU and of course you went straight into a job. Just kidding. You didn't. So you did something super, super unique. And I had only heard, I, I don't think Mr. Motto hadn't I heard didn't of know it about before. It. I mean, I knew of things like it, but not yeah. specifically this. I had a friend that did it um, a few years before you did. And so that's the only reason why I heard about it. But tell us about what you did after you graduated college. Yes. So after I graduated college, I did this 11 month mission trip called the world race. And so it is 11 countries in 11 months, which just blows my mind. (laughs) Oh, it blows my mind. Like sometimes when I look at my passport, I'm like, wow, whoever's passport that is, that is so cool. (laughs) Like, I've been to so many countries and yeah, it's awesome. The whole point of the race is to send people to come alongside long-term mission teams and serve them however they need. And so some months we were building uh, discipleship homes or building churches. Some months we were living in orphanages. Some months we were uh, living in drug rehabilitation programs. Mm-hmm. And some months we were evangelizing on the streets. It, every single month was was so different and was so awesome. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I did. That's awesome. So can you name the 11 countries that you went to? Yes. We went to Philippines, Thailand, Malaysia, Lesotho, Swaziland, South Africa, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, Colombia, and Ecuador. Wow. Pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So planes, trains, automobiles, and boats, huh? Oh, we, I have been in every type of transportation in the world, for sure. <laughs> and the worst was what? Um, the scariest, probably, maybe. Okay, I didn't name this country, but... Uh, now I'll say it because of the experience. We, uh, I, I went for five more months and I led a squad. So I went as an alumni squad leader and wow. we went to one new country and that was Peru. And on our way to Machu Picchu was probably the most scared. I've never <laughs> prayed more in my life. I was so <laughs> scared. We were on this rickety, rickety bus driving up this mountain and like literally almost falling off the curb. No. But Probably the funniest form of transportation was in Thailand. They ride these things called tuk-tuks. And it's like a little motorcycle with a, I guess, a sidecar. But it's not a sidecar. It is just this piece of metal that you sit on. And they put like (laughs) 10 people on the tuk-tuk. And they go so fast. It was was wild. (laughs) That's, that That's sounds fun. hilarious. So how many, how many uh, people were with you as peers on this, on this trip? That's a great question. There were 37 of us. Wow. And so we all traveled together, but then when we got to the country, we split up into groups of seven and that was your team. And so you went to a different place in that country with that team. And so that could be for instance, in Panama, I was in Panama City. We were living in a hostel. It was one of our best living places. But in Lesotho, Africa, we were in a village and we were literally living in huts and some of us were in tents. And so wow. every every month was completely different, but you were with a smaller team in each in each country. 
So it's cool. how did you get interested in this? Like, yeah, so I mean, you, you know, most it? obviously the, you know, most people are like, okay, after, after college, I'm going to get a job or go to grad school. And you're like, nope. I'm going to go visit 11 countries in yep. 11 okay. months. Yeah. So <laughs> what, yeah. What, what was the driving force behind that? Yeah. Um, there was a girl in my sorority who had done it and I wasn't friends with her. I mean, we were acquaintances. She was quite a bit older. And so when I was in college, I followed her trip. Um, however, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we think there's only one path and it's like, yeah, when I graduate high school, I go to college. And when I graduate college, I get a job. And I think I just didn't realize how many options there are after you graduate college like there are just so many options of what you can do you could go and serve overseas somewhere you could go and serve in the united states somewhere like you could um just do really crazy things and so i think when i saw that girl in my sorority do the world race i was like wow i think i want to like take a year to do something like that because there's just not a lot of time in our life where we have the ability to just up and move to wherever mm -hmm. and do whatever, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah, being an adult right now is no fun. I could never, I mean, you know, you get to a point where you can't just up and up and do that. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as young as you used to be. You can't oh, just wow, up no. and live in a tent and a hut and a hostel in a mm -mm. couple months. I, you could take your kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd yeah, be take that'd Joey go over and well. <laughs> no, take your wife. See if she would like to do that. Anyway, she would do it. <laughs> okay, so, go ahead. Go. No, no, you go. No, I will. So, next question, kind of along these lines, Maddie G. So, what was the application process like? So, you decide you want to do it. Obviously, your your friend piqued your interest. What's the application and selection process like? Yeah, um, it's open to anyone. It was pretty thorough. Um, it's a Christian organization, and so they had you talk about um, some sin struggles. They had you talk about your relationship with God. Um, they were pretty invasive of your life uh, and your lifestyle. Um, they also just asked a, lo a lot about mental health because a lot of people can, can go overseas. And if you have, if you struggle with mental health, it can spark it, um, trigger things in you really quickly. And so it was a very invasive process. However, it was a very quick process. I um, applied in, let's see, I graduated in May. I applied in April. I applied like mid-April, late April, and um, they got my, I applied very late. A lot of people apply a year before they go on this. I applied in April and a few days later they interviewed me and then a few days later they accepted me and they gave me a week to make my decision because my launch date was in October and I had to raise support for the trip. And so um, the interview was cool because it was super relational interview. Just tell us about your life. Tell us about your heart for, for going overseas and for missions. And, but um, it, was, it was a lot more invasive than I thought it would be. But then I accepted and um, I went to a training camp for 10 days in August where they trained us for um, sharing the gospel with other cultures for caring for ourselves overseas and um, a lot of the spiritual warfare that we would experience. And, and then we launched out in October from Georgia. That was, that's kind of the, the process. 
There you go. Because you left in October of 2019? 2018. 2018. Okay. So you were yeah. back before covid hit i couldn't remember i got back right when covid hit like i came in and then two days later my family and i went on a trip to colorado and then when we were driving home from colorado there was no more toilet paper and covid was officially here (laughs) the tall tale sign no toilet paper (laughs) yep and I was like, hey, I'm used to that. There was no toilet paper go. in Africa either. You knew how to survive. You were going to be just fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> I'm sure your mom and your sister were like, mm, no. Yeah, no. They were like, we need toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So now that so you did the world race a couple of years ago, what are you doing now? That's great. Now I work for a college ministry at Baylor which is really? funny because TCU and Baylor are enemies. <laughs> Not friends. <laughs> but I work at Baylor and um, it's just a Christian ministry to help students take their next step with God and whatever aspects that is. And so a lot of, I mean, I have the coolest job in the world. I get to love and encourage college students and, That's and awesome. that happens through coffee dates that happens through doing life on life together. That happens through Bible studies and events and, that is my, that's my everyday job is just hanging and mentoring college students. That's awesome. I can't think of anybody better. Mm-hmm. So oh, when we are there for our next college trip, whenever that is, um, you're going to meet us in Waco, right at Baylor? I will give y'all the grand tour. Of I Baylor. like it. There you, there you go. go. There you go. Oh, I, I used to meet y'all at TCU. Yeah. I know. You're not allowed to wear your TCU shirt when we're touring Baylor, though. Well, I'm wearing purple let. today. The listeners can't see. see it, but I am wearing purple. She has to sneak in her purple when she can. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so when Baylor plays TCU, who are you cheering oh, for? Oh, TCU. And I hope y'all saw the game a few weeks ago because we upset Baylor. Yes. And it was my best time coming back to Waco that I've ever felt. <laughs> Yes, we, I think, I didn't watch the game, but I did witness a very upset Baylor Bear that we all know and love, um, Mm -hmm. who was like, I don't want to talk. It's been a bad day. And I'm like, okay, have a great night. All of my students were in mourning. But, you know, in Baylor's defense, they upset OU, which is a lot better than beating TCU this past weekend. So I'll give them that. They they made up for it. (laughs) Were you at the game? I was game. not at the game. Oh, okay. I had a, I had a weekend away. There you go. All right. So to wrap up, we always ask for some words of wisdom. That's right. Love it. All right. First up, first question. Okay. What is one thing? So we talked about what you would go back and change about while you were in college, but what is one thing that you would change about your college story in general, whether that's on the high school side or the college side? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, I think that I, I mean, I'm a pretty bold person in general. I think I wish I would have been even bolder. Yeah. Like, I think I would have just um, put myself out there more. I think a lot of people in college are, are struggling with insecurity, uh, with mental health. That's a huge thing. Now, a lot of people are just struggling. And I think sometimes we can read that as, oh, they don't like me. They're being mean. When in reality, they think you don't like them. And so I think I wish I just would have cared a lot more for people and put myself out there and 
realized it really doesn't matter if someone doesn't like you, like you'll make another friend. Um, and then I guess more on words of wisdom side, I think have grace on yourself and on others. Um, I think that sometimes we can just take ourselves way too seriously. Mm-hmm. And at 18 to 22 years old, you should not have it all together. I'm 25 and I still don't have it all together. <laughs> and I wish that I would have just embraced that more and like been a freshman more of just like, I don't know anything. Everyone teach me. I wish I just would have embraced the, the naivety of life and uh, yeah, just had grace on myself and, and on others when they messed up with roommates. Gosh, your roommates going to rub you wrong and it's hard to live with someone in a shoebox and um, have grace on them. And I think lastly, I think I would have just gotten rooted in my identity. Like, I think I really would have, like I said earlier, I think I would have gotten to know the Lord more. I think I would have taken a lot more time to, to figure out my faith earlier on. I think it would have saved me from a lot of bad decisions I made and heartache that I experienced. And um, I think living for the Lord is just, uh, it's a lot more joyful and satisfying. And I wish I would have been able to do more of my college with that joy and um, dependence on him. Yeah. Beautiful. Very wise. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for sharing. Of course. This has been fun. It's, it's great to see you. Um, you're, you look like you're doing great. You're having fun. Uh, hope to see you sometime when you are back in Tyler. Yeah. Yes. I will definitely have to stop by and come see everyone and say hi. And when y'all make it out to Baylor. Yeah. Let me know and I'll be here. We will. We're yeah. Trips are still up in the air. We're trying to figure that out. We're working on it. Working on it. All right. Well, one day they'll be back. One day. Yes. One, one day they'll let us back on campus as a group. Yeah. Right. Well, that is the end of our episode for today. Thank you so much, Madison, for being with us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Maddie G. Of course. Thanks, guys. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so that every week you get notifications on Thursdays. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ASCS College. And thanks for listening to another episode of My College Story. Tink. Thank you. You're awesome. Yay. That was so fun. That was perfect. You were great. That was great. great.